He is Ben Perez. I am Nick Perez, and we are the Box 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 Brothers Podcast. Ben, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. I was messaging you about this last week, and I wanted to talk about it because we didn't really hit on it for our birthday podcast last week. So I was going back and listening to our first ever podcast that we had recorded for Monaco. And I don't think that it's only the speakers that we've gotten better at. I hope that we just in general have gotten better at talking into a camera and doing a radio show, doing a podcast. But it made me, I guess, laugh how much we have grown since that first day since our first conversation to being like, Hey, yeah, let's, let's start this podcast. Let's just try to get tickets. I just want pit passes for the America or the uh, race of the Coda circuit stay America down in Austin. hundred mm-hmm, percent. Mm-hmm. Did you yeah. ever go back and listen to it? No, I've been too scared. Why not? I don't want to rehear my voice. You, you, you get to see the progress that we've made over the year of recording these things. Mm-hmm. hundred percent. But yeah, I've so, just been so yeah, too that, scared to go back. No, you you should, and it's it's cool to see the progress that we've made. So that's what I've been up to, and overall, I have been decent. I stayed up last night, watched the race. I did. I I think it's just the humming of the engines as they go around the track because again, it's a mixture of being tired and starting to get older but i keep falling asleep at, at midnight watch at 11 30 watching these <laughs> races down here so other than that i've been good what about you nick i've been good um i had a camp this morning so i couldn't watch it at its normal standing brewing time so i had to just watch it over this past day and mm-hmm. it's super interesting race to be honest i do miss our championship battle though Um, that's one thing i do miss and i know i was spoiled with it with hamilton verstappen my very first year getting into f1 and watching those races but yes we did get spoiled that first year but i i think it's the difference between reality and what our expectations were so when everyone started to get into drive to or F1 with drive to survive, we got a little background. We got the nuances, the political plays that everyone does in the FIA to gain an advantage over the other people. And we were sold this soap opera drama that's always super competitive and always has you at the edge of your feet or edge of your seat. And in 2021, that all coalesced in this very exciting race and it was based just even looking back on the history of f1 that is maybe once every 10 years or so that Mm -hmm. the cars actually because it's a prototype league everyone doesn't have standard parts they don't have standard engines they uh, are all trying to develop the best and quickest race car that they can and because of that it takes about four years for cars to develop so that they can compete week in and week out on the same 
circuit. So just the expectations versus what Formula One and Liberty Media have sold us versus what Formula One is has been very different. And maybe that's why they're also trying to throw in sprint races to make it more exciting for the American public versus just trying to sell what makes F1 great, which is the innovations and the the storylines, the drama that comes along with people playing this game. Yeah, and something that I did notice is that the Mercedes, their, their new trim, once you put side pods on a car that's supposed to have side pods, the car goes pretty quick. Yes, yeah, so the upgrades that they did bring have showed potential. We It is race one, so I want to see at least three more races that they look competitive at. I don't want this to just be an outlier like we saw in Australia with Hamilton taking a podium. And then the very next race, they were nowhere to be seen. I hope that they're on the right development track because then that gives us 2024 where Mercedes could potentially start competing more and more with Red Bull. But for a first race back and new race trim that isn't Monaco, it's promising is what promising is the word that I'll use right there. 100%. And it just, it was cool to see Hamilton back up on the podium because even though I'm not a Mercedes fan, it was still nice to see him back up there where, where he should be as one of the greats in the sports. Yeah. Double podium for Mercedes actually first one of the year, much Mm -hmm. better than having it this early on at leg eight of the season versus Brazil last year and like what 2021 20, 22 yeah. something around there 2020 ish but it's it's good to see Mercedes back and I think if they continue this then Hamilton does have a shout out his eighth world title within the next two years I will give that yeah and I really hope Hamilton does not go to Ferrari I I don't I don't see why he would, especially with the pace of the Ferrari versus Red Bull or not Red Bull Mercedes this week. Ferrari was nowhere to be seen. Like, yes, yeah, mm-hmm. signs had put it up on P2. But then after that, they just kind of fell out of the race. And then Leclerc, who started in the pit lane, just never was able to make up enough places to get back into the points. Yeah. Speaking of qualifying well what has been going on with the hosses they've just they qualify really really well but then in race pace they just don't perform i think it's a difference between race trim and one lap trim so we also saw this with mclaren this weekend that they're qualifying lando put it up in p3 which is super impressive and even nor or not norris piastri got into q3 with the mclaren upgrades and then once the race started the rim wasn't as quick and maybe this i would need to look into it more but i'm guessing that the requirements for a fast one lap car are different than the requirements of a fast race pace car Hmm. and it probably is the same reason that Last year, Ferrari was really quick on a one-lap one lap pace. 
one lap pace, but then their quick one lap pace hurt their tires on the race pace because racing is much more about tire preservation than it is about just going as quickly as possible. And you saw this with the fastest lap of the race being taken by Max Verstappen, which was around a one sixteen, and his qualifying pace or his qualifying pole position lap was about a one twelve, So about a four second difference between race pace and qualifying pace. So it, I'm guessing it has to do more with tire, de- tire degradation setup than anything else. And yeah, that's why it's you just... can see that discrepancy with the Haas, McLarens, and even Ferraris. It's just super interesting to see, like actually play out in in like in reality and Mm -hmm. it's just it's just interesting sometimes yeah well we saw seven different cars in the top seven during qualifying because i think it went had to have been max and then it was carlos Sainz, landon Mm -hmm. norris and mclaren four was hamilton and the mercedes five was someone else (laughs) maybe it was lance stroll I think Lance was, yeah, Lance outqualified um, Alonzo, Alonzo for the first time, which was and, really cool to see. And then six, I want to say, is Esteban Alcon in the Alpine, and then I think seven was no George got knocked out in Q two, right? Yeah, so he would have been down lower. But yeah, there was a bunch of different cars up in the the top, which was cool to see. I just wish the the I just wish the race also correlated to that because no drivers have really been. I think there's been such a big discrepancy in the race pace that drivers and different teams don't want to race outside of their box, if that makes sense. So. I mean, not true for Esteban trying to push Alonso off the track like he did in the race. But other than Esteban, not many drivers are competing outside of their front of the field, midfield, or like back of the front midfield or back of the field. So you don't get those. You don't get typically an Alpine fighting a Mercedes. Yeah, 100%. It's just... It's more interesting to see everything that's happening just throughout the grid, just to see where people line up into place and like really compare what it has been mm-hmm. to what it is now. And with like Max just completely running away with races, mm-hmm. it kind of makes you feel bad for the people at the back of the grid, aka Logan Sargent. Just yeah. He's been struggling. I have I have him as one of the topics that I want to talk about. So let talk more about Logan. You know, he's just meh is the way I could describe it. Mm-hmm. My one of my favorite drivers. It just meh. He doesn't do anything special, but he also doesn't do anything horrible. Yeah. Like he doesn't spin out, he doesn't wreck the car. He just is kind of there. Uh, he did like spin he, out a, a few times in Spain. Yeah, but it's a lot just, of drivers did in that qualifying session. But yeah, but he's just kind of there. Like 
He doesn't really affect anyone. He, he hasn't gotten any a, a cool battle with anyone. He's just on the grid. Yeah, he has been just on the grid. I do worry that if he doesn't, I think he has at least two years. So they'll give him this entire rookie year. And I think if he doesn't show anything by mid-season next year, then he could be out of a driver's uh, out of a driver's seat by year and a half. Because mm-hmm. I think his best finish was eleventh. So yeah. yeah, something around there. Yeah, and so that was interesting. But yeah, we'll see if an American stays on the grid. But that would be. An opportunity if Daniel Ricardo didn't get a seat for next year, the Williams, I think, would offer him a ride. And then that would be a really good competition between him and Albon. Mm-hmm. And if he could drive similar to Albon, then, or even hopefully out compete Albon, then that but would give him more leverage to go to a higher seat. Then would Williams just become. New Alphatari. That's what you're saying. You're sending all the defunct Red Bull drivers to Yes, the... exactly. That's it. That's exactly <laughs> what I'm saying. Send all of the riffraff that weren't able to make it up at Red Bull down to Williams. And yes, it will be the third Alphatari Alphatari team once Red Bull will breeze. soon. Yes. Red Bull once... will soon own the whole grid. <laughs> they... It's all just sister teams to Red Bull. <laughs> it's it's Christian Horner and Mar or Helmet Marco's grand plan is to slowly just <laughs> infiltrate all the teams and then it will just be a super team versus it's uh Mercedes and Red Bull. So instead of having <laughs> East versus West, it's just Austria versus Germany. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's gonna be super interesting to see what happens with that seat, especially with him not performing to the best ability Mm -hmm. i do think though i don't think he gets a second year if he doesn't score a point this year Mm -hmm. do you i um i hope that he scores at least one point Mm -hmm. (laughs) because did anyone go scoreless last year yes no i feel like someone yeah latifi was about to latifi was about to go scoreless because he was losing to hulkenberg for Hulk's one race with Aston Martin last year that he got, I believe, one point. But then uh, Latifi ended up getting two points at the end. I know Mazaspin. Mazaspin never scored. Yeah, Mazaspin and Mick did not score in that Haas. So that Haas there, was also dreadful. Yeah, so there have been scoreless seasons, but not with one teammate scoring and then the other i'm sure there's been those seasons as well because mm-hmm. i don't two think more th- oh yeah no were... no i guess piastri has i was going to say piastri but no piastri's scored a point yeah and then the two other things i wanted to cover were ashton martin losing out their second place to mercedes they just didn't look on it this weekend no they didn't look on it and I don't know if this is just money that they've been putting in race engineers, the people back at Mercedes garage and home base that have been able to actually take in the information, but the, 
I think this was the biggest worry with Aston going into it was would they be able to keep up with the manpower that Mercedes has? And Mercedes with their beast spec upgrade, adding back on the side pods, and yes, the side pods are an easy thing to point out, but there's more to that car than just the side pods and yeah. it all working together as one. Cause you saw that when asked, or I guess even last year when Williams went from no side pods like Mercedes back to side pods, there wasn't a whole lot of performance gain. No. Nah. Uh, so with Mercedes adding back on their side pods, I think they will, will be able to form them better and connect the entire car. And they just had more pace than Aston this year. But I I hope that Aston Martin will see this and then be able to come back. Because that would be cool if we had a Aston Martin Mercedes race for P2 this year in the constructors. It would make the whole season a whole lot more interesting. So I, I'm excited to see what happens between the two constructors. Yeah, because I mean, Lance Stroll finally got a race or a race win over his teammate in mm-hmm. Alonso. So, do you think this is one of many? Because if Alonso was actually racing Lance, do you think that Lance would have been able to keep him behind him? I don't think so. I just, yeah. I just don't think so. Yeah, I know Alonso's playing the long game and keeping daddy's son happy on on the racetrack so it was much more of a political move and he's so far ahead of lance and the drivers that it doesn't really matter whether Mm -hmm. he took home six or uh lance took home six very different than how max would take home first and second like in brazil last year but they're but also they're at different points in their career. Yeah. Alonzo's so, just trying to st- extend his life as long <laughs> as he can. And if yeah. that's in a front-running car at Aston, he'll let Lance win a couple couple of races around the around the circuit during the season. Mm-hmm. What was the um, second thing that you wanted to talk about, though? Yuki Sonoda's points. I was upset about that. I didn't, I, all right, so when he, it was closer to the end of the race, Yuki was running in, what, ninth at the time, and Wang Zhou Yu is trying to make an overpass. Yuki, I don't think that he pushed him off track. I think he kind of, like, squeezed him, and Zhou could have backed out, but then Zhou just whipped it over to the escape route and then went down that path and then said he pushed him off. But here's the thing, at the apex of the turn, yeah, from from Joe's onboard, he was ahead. So by the racing rules, if you're ahead at the apex, then you have the right to the corner just as much. Yeah. Well, I I guess I I thought they were even. I'd have to go back because I I haven't Joe so was, like, was ahead. Slightly yeah. ahead. But do you think all right, so if he's slightly ahead, then is it did Yuki give him enough space that he could have 
like gone around the outside because I I don't think that he gave him enough space around the outside, but I also don't think that like according know. to the rules, Yuki should have gotten a penalty. Do I think in that instance it required a penalty? No, mm. I didn't it, think that that incident needed a penalty because it didn't knock him out from ninth to twelfth because everyone was so bunched up right there. Yeah, so I I guess. Technically, by the lay of the law, Yuki should have gotten a penalty, and he did. It did ruin his race, but he had such a good race up until that point. Yeah, it was just kind of sucky to see it happen. So what would you have rather... What would you have done if you were the marshals in that situation? Racing incident. Yeah, I just called it a racing incident and then yeah, moved on? Yeah. Fair enough. And then, because it it didn't really affect either of them going through. Like, no one hit anyone. Mm -hmm. It just was one of those heated moments that happens on a track. Yeah. I mean, I'm much more for that decision, because say Joe gets knocked out by Yuki, then sure. Cool. Have Give Yuki the five-second penalty for causing a collision. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm all for a nice just driving incident. Cause I thought they were both just racing hard at that point and it didn't look like anything was malicious. Um, and Yuki, Yuki was said. just racing a car. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I, yeah, I, I agree. And I felt bad. I was like, Oh, Yuki's going to take home nine points. And then he continues his, run of getting 11th and 12th that right outside the points yeah those just those just suck just one of those things and it just doesn't yeah yeah anything else that's on your list nope all right because the final thing actually i don't really have any final things you oh one, one other thing yeah go for it um uh, it was George Russell passing someone. I forget who it was. George it was... Russell had a mega race this week. Yeah, I still don't like George Russell. No, Anyways. but it was <laughs> Red Bull-esque in the way that he was able to fight back through the field, especially starting in 12th mm-hmm. and be able to get it back up to the podium. But he made a pass on someone. And then um, it was it was a pretty impressive overtake. And then his race engineer was just like, "Okay, pass. Okay, pass." And then and then George just goes, "Just okay." And then Toto pops up and goes, "That was a great pass, George." <laughs> just keeping everyone happy, having to play that that father figure, being like, "Yes, George, I I appreciate you. I see you. Keep passing everyone else on the on the grid." Oh, I did have one thing before we close out the Grand Prix recap is what's going on with Sergio Perez, Nick? I think he just has the yips. The yips. The yips. Do you think that it's and do you think that it's because he the car is being developed towards Max's style, which is faster if you can get comfortable with it and then he's just not as comfortable with how the car is being set up and developed and then you're starting to see this discrepancy between race pace and or I guess just pace 
during the race is a better way to say that because he was started in 11th and was only able to make it up to fourth. And I feel like if you had Max in that same situation, Max is hunting down Checo for first place. Yeah. I just think their driving styles are so different. Mm -hmm. And the way Sergio drives to protect his tires, he doesn't necessarily drive for like overtakes. And it's it's an interesting way that he beats people based on just a battle of attrition more than just outright speed. Yeah. So do you think that, well, I think that hurts him in the long run if he's just doing it based on attrition because the car is able to do both. And I think that's what's frustrating when I watch it is you see Max be able to not only preserve his tires, but also do the overtakes on his competitors to get through the field. And Catalonia is a, was a great track for Red Bull and how they set it up and just in a quick race pace or race car in general. And I think Sergio is falling further and further behind, which puts his seat in more jeopardy. I wouldn't say his seat's hot right now, but it's getting warmer if he continues to not take the second place with the best car on the grid. Yeah, 100%. All right, so, Ben. So yeah, Liam Lawson or Daniel Ricciardo is coming for that seat, Nick. Or Hamilton. Yeah, or Hamilton. <laughs> give me the... Yeah, if we can't get the Mercedes-Red Bull rivalry, give me another Rosberg-Hamilton rivalry. But swap Rosberg for Max in this case. Cool. All right. Are you ready? Ready to get into... Who wants... To be an F1 trillionaire. All right. Let's do that next. Welcome, welcome, folks. Back to Who Wants to Be an F1 Millionaire? Today's contestant, we have... Ben Perez. Hi. Hi, Nick. Welcome. I'm just glad to be on the show today. I'm excited to try my hand and become an F1 millionaire. That is so fantastic to hear, Ben. Yeah. Are you ready to start with your $1 question? I'm strapped in. Let's get into this monocoque and drive away. Let's go. Question one. Question one. What is the native language spoken in the country the Spanish Grand Prix takes place in? Ooh. Option option A, English. Option B, Nigerian. Option C, French. And option D, Spanish. Ooh. This is a hard one. Um, don't think that it's French. I know they're they're bordered countries to France, but I don't think that they speak French in Spain. Um, I'm ninety percent sure that Nigeria is on a different continent, so I 
don't think that it's Nigerian. It's definitely down between English and Spanish. But which would Spain speak? English, like in England, or Spanish, like in Spain? All right, Nick, I'm going to go out on a limb here and let's do D, Spanish. Are you sure about that? I'm positive. All right. Locking you it in. You are correct. Thank you. I think you're just reusing my questions from from last week. <laughs> no, 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 no. All right. For your $5 question? 500 or $1,000 question. How many questions do you have? Nine? What? How many questions do you How many questions right. do you have? I had nine last week. All right. So 100. Now we're on to the $500 question. What two drivers collided to make Max Verstappen a Grand Prix winner? Options are Daniel Ricardo, Daniel Kvyat, Lewis Hamilton, and Nico Rosberg, Alonso and Hamilton, or Fernando Alonso and Max Verstappen. So Fernando and Max, if they were, I don't know if they've ever collided in a race, actually. Um, the second one, where, what was the third one that you said? Uh, Lewis and... Uh, what was the one before that? Daniel and... Daniel and Daniel. Would have been what? Yes. 2015? And then Rosberg... Hamilton 2016. And then what was the third one? What? All right. I gave you all of them. Yeah, I know. I, I know which one it is because it's 2016. Uh, I'm going to lock in Hamilton and Rosberg as the two drivers to give Max his grand, his, yeah, maiden Grand Prix victory. You sure locking you want to lock that in? Locking it in. You are correct. They, they showed that replay, I think, every time on the F1 intro show. They do. And so, it almost happened again with... History almost repeated itself with Hamilton and George during qualifying. It did. It did. Dude, they were so close to hitting each other. It was scary. Yes. Very scary. All right. Give me the $1,000 question. Your thousand dollar question how old was max verstappen when he won his first gp answers answers are 18 years old 19 years old 21 years old and 17 years old i believe he uh his you can have a lifeline I know I have friend. my lifelines um because I know he s- started oh geez um this is only the thousand dollar question isn't it yes yes it is <laughs> so there's 
there's two that I have. I'm just trying to remember Max. He was the youngest. I know he's the youngest driver. I'm trying to think if he got started at 16 at Toro Rosso or 17. Because if he started at 17 at Toro Rosso, I don't know when his birthday is. So he would have been either 17 or 18 in 2016 because he started driving in 2015. So give me a... um, Give me... Let's pull the pull the audience. Pull the audience. Yeah. So with twenty wait no. Yeah. With twenty nine percent of the vote, we had eighteen years old. With 35% of the vote we had 17 years old with 24% of the vote we had 21 and with 22% of the vote we had 19 yeah I don't know if those numbers work out to 100 but I'll, I'll lock in 17 then should have just gone with my gut 17 you sure yeah locking it in sure yep I've already locked it in if you're well, if you're your correct audience, yeah if your audience is uh, the audience did not go with that then that. <laughs> so, so he did he start driving at 16 then and some months he started he was a fresh 17 and then he got switched with Daniel Kvyat um in, like this was his first Grand Prix as a Red Bull race car driver, and he had to f- defend against the Kimi Raikkonen. Okay. Yep. Four. All right. All right. All right. You're up. Next question. <laughs> Fernando Alonso is the only Spanish driver to win his home Grand Prix, but how many times has he done it? Has he done it twice? Has he done it twice? Has he done it seven times? Has he done it five times? Pretty sure I saw this, and I'm going to say it's probably three times that he's won. Are you sure you want to lock that in? Yeah, do I want to lock it in three times? I don't know. Do you want to phone a friend? <laughs> hmm... Maybe I should say two. You want a friend? No, I can't. Or I can't use up all of my lifelines right now. Um, what are you gonna lock in? Talk me through it. Two, because I know the most. How many did you say? You said two, three, seven, 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 five, seven, five. The only times that I think that he might have been able to win the Spanish Grand Prix would be probably in his Renault days. So there's at least two. The only other time that he had a kind of competitive car, he's had him twice with McLaren and 
Ferrari. But I think just based on the racing, let's go. It's definitely not seven because I know who has the most and they've only had six. So, and it's hard to win a race. Let's, I'll, I'll keep with, he has 32 race wins. They wanted his 33rd. So let's go, let's go with my original three if I'm wrong. So you're locking in three? Now you're making me second guess myself. Um, let's go two. Let's go you're two. Locking you're locking in two? Yeah, let's keep two. Or three. Let's go three. Let's lock in three. <laughs> Are you sure you would yes. to lock in two? Give me a 50-50. 50-50? Yeah, if it's two and three, I'm going to be pissed. Two and three. <laughs> oh, you're an asshole. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll change it to 50-50. No, because that gives it away. <laughs> it's a $5,000. It's my fourth question. Um, <clears throat> sure, let's lock, in, let's lock in three. That was my initial guess. So sorry, Ben. You are not a millionaire. All right. Cool. It was twice. All right. He was a two-time Grand Prix winner. All right. 2006 and 2013. All right. Good talk. Um, <laughs> see you next week. Bye. My questions were going to be so good, too. Do you want to hear my million-dollar question? All right, so this is how we're playing How I Want to Be a Millionaire. I gave you pretty easy questions. No. All right, uh, I'm going to to start giving you... I know what questions I'm asking next week. I'll ace them. Let's go through through the rest of the questions. Since you have have them written out, we'll we'll go through them without... um, without winning anything question five how many laps is the 66 go (laughs) next one which constructor has the most wins at it is two it is ferrari and mercedes wrong it's just ferrari they have 10 12 so then it's Mick Sh- or it's Michael Schumacher and Hamilton that both have six race wins at the Spanish Grand Prix. Yes, that is true. Okay. Next question. Um who holds the fastest lap at the circuit? Uh, Max at a one twelve. Yes. Um what year was the original Grand Prix held in? Nineteen thirteen. How do you know the? Are you looking off a wiki? No, I I had already I did my prep for this. Nineteen thirteen. They ran their centennial race in twenty thirteen. Um. Yes. Um, so this is this is why why I'm 
upset that my 50-50 gave me two and three. I should have given you like two and five. Stupid computers. <sighs> oh, uh, yeah. Go. In what year? In what year was the circuit changed? To from... Catalonia? What? No, from having the straight roundabout to the chicane. What are my options? Uh, 2013, 2014, 16, and 17. Mm, I'm going to go... I would probably phone a friend. So let's go you. I'm down between 16 and 17 because I don't think that it's been that long since they added the chicane. It was 2017. Yeah, 2017. But yeah. Um, Do you know which year they started racing at Catalonia? Is that the million dollar question? No, that's not the million dollar question. Is that even a question on you? No. All right. Do you, let's reverse this. Do you know when the Spanish Grand Prix moved to Catalonia? Uh, 2013. Uh, Answers are 1887. 1991, 2001, and 2005. Uh, the 90s one. 91? Yep. Yeah. It moved because of the Olympics when they were being held in Barcelona. So that's when Catalina All right. became a So the half a million dollar question was which driver celebrated in 2010 with throwing his helmet into the crowd? 2010. Your options are Scott Speed, um, Alan Prost, Hamilton, and Alonzo, or Mark Weber and Alonzo. Mm. So Scott Speed, Alan Prost, and then Mark Weber and Alonzo. Yes. Trying to think. 2010 was before Red Bull's dominance. So the Alonzo, you said, only won it in 2013 and 2016. So it's not him. Weber could have won it then. Alan Prost, I think he's too old for that. And Scott Speed. So I guess I'd probably guess Mark Weber. That is correct. And then my million dollar question. Yep. Is hold on, let me find it. Which driver finished second? In the 2000s Spanish Grand Prix, just five days after surviving a miraculous crane car- plane crash. Plane crash? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you think that my Spanish Your trivia options... goes back to 2000? Drive to Your Survive options... didn't cover this, Nick. Your options are Michael Schumacher, Mika Hakkinen, David Coltharp and 
Fernando Alonso. I'm going to guess Michael Schumacher because he was dominant in that time frame and that would have given him probably with Ferrari during the 2000s. So let me lock in Michael Schumacher because I feel like he's he's a person that flies airplanes. That is wrong. All right. Who was it? David Coulthard. All right. Well, would have lost the million anyway. So, whatever. Looks looks what's, like you'll just have worse, to bring losing it on five thousand or losing it on a million. All looks right, like I'm, you'll just have to bring your A game next week. I'm going to bring harder questions next week. This is how we're playing. Who wants to be a millionaire? Sorry, I took it too easy on you last week. I told you that. All right. Well, we. My quick Google search did not help me play this game. <laughs> so thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Uh, we will be again in, hopefully we'll record next week. Looking forward to the, we're going up to Canada in two weeks. So we will see you then. Nicholas, anything else before we close out today? I do not. All right. Well, with that, Nick, it's time to box, 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 retire the car, retire the car. Retire the car.